0: Well, hey, uh, New City uh, Church family, and uh, anyone who is joining in on our Facebook uh, feed, I am so glad that you are here uh, with me. This is uh, Pastor Ryan from New City Church, and uh, this is a a crazy time, and uh, our leadership team had kind of come up with an idea to say, you know, what are some ways that we can connect with our church family? Uh, What are some ways that we can even virtually connect with our church family as many of us are quarantined, many of us are at home, off of work? Uh, you know, it's so important for us to just be able to to kind of stay connected during these, these times. And, uh, I've just been, been thinking about some scriptures that have really just comforted me of, of late. And, and maybe you've been, been going to the scriptures and going to the word and going to, to find some hope and some peace in the midst of, of the coronavirus and all that's, that's, that's been going on. And, and I was just thinking about Psalm uh, 46. And Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Um, and, and He is those things. Um, and, and as much as we think we're in control, as much as we think the government's in control, as much as we believe, uh, you know, economy's in control, uh, the reality is that we have a good God who is who is our refuge and who is uh, our strength. And He's our rock and He's with us. And, and they're in our time of trouble. Um, and so I, I don't know where you're at uh, this morning. Uh, maybe you're having a great morning. Maybe you're feeling good. Uh, maybe you've been enjoying uh, this time of, of just a way, maybe changing up rhythms. Obviously, all of our Our rhythms, our patterns, our habits are changing, it seems like, daily. Uh, Some of us are overwhelmed. Um, I've talked to to many of you uh, in our church family and and just feeling just fear and and anxiety and worry and and not sure what to do. And then there's some some just reality, just some practical things uh, that are overwhelming. Uh, my kids are going to be home and I have to teach them and do homeschooling and the school might be canceled for the rest of the year. Some of you, that's already happened. Um, there, there's economic realities. Um, there's all kinds of stress, worried about our health, our loved ones, um, our, our family and friends that are maybe older and things of that nature. And so th- th- there's just a lot going on, a lot to feel and experience. And, and so we were talking as-, as a leadership team to just say, you know, what are some ways we can stay connected as a church family uh, during these uncertain times? Because we don't know when we can gather again. We don't know when things will get back to some semblance of, of normalcy. Uh, and so uh, w- what we've decided is let's do a, a kind of a midweek virtual call it a bible study, call it a devotional. Uh just a way to kind of remind us uh, of the goodness of God, re- remind us of these promises, remind us that that we're not alone in this, uh, remind us that we have we're in this together. And I know v- virtual uh bible studies and things aren't as effective as being in person. Um but we want to just find touching points and find ways that we can still connect uh to one another. Um and so what we're going to be doing is a midweek Wednesday Devotional Bible study, uh, that, that I'll probably primarily be leading and teaching. And it's also going to be a way to, uh, touch base. And so we have it set up now this, uh, week, uh, just because we're figuring out the technology and this could all blow up and be horrible and who knows what will happen. Um, but, uh, there, there will be a way on our Facebook live page to actually interact. Um, and so if you have prayer requests or you want to chime in, I'll even have a, a as I see people come on uh, to the Facebook page, we can actually touch base. And so we'll have a set time when the study will happen. Um, we're thinking probably 7 a.m. every morning. And then if you miss it, uh, it'll be recorded. And so we'll put it out on Facebook and we'll put it out on our website. So you can you can catch up on the the little teaching and devotional as well. And uh, and also talk about at the end of this uh just some ways we're going to connect on Sundays is we're actually going to stream a service. So it will be just kind of a brief service, uh some a couple songs, a little sermon and uh some more singing and uh, and again just another way to connect, another way to uh and, and just preach and teach and proclaim the goodness and the grace of God uh, that we have in in Jesus Christ. And 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 that's our hope in these in these times. Um, and so, uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take you into my screen, uh, on my computer and I have some slides made up and, uh, these slides will also be available. And so I have some scriptures on there and, uh, and some quotes and th- some other things so you can have those available. But I'm going to take you into my screen. Hopefully these will, this will, will work. And, uh, and w- 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 what I want to do is talk about, uh, fear. And I, I want to talk about, uh, the ways, uh, the, the Bible talks about fear. Um, <laughs> this wasn't a hard subject to, to come up with. This wasn't a hard theme to to think about because I'm right in the thick of it with you. Um, and and just to understand how fear works and how it works on us in good ways and bad ways, but also how God kind of looks at fear and looks at fear in a very unique way, um, and maybe ways we've never considered. Um, and, and so at, we, as a church family, this is the Lenten season, and uh, you know the six weeks. Leading up to Easter, Uh, we're about the the middle of that. And and Lent is really a time of reflection and prayer and repentance and just considering our lives before God. And so we've been looking at the life of Jesus and uh, what he taught and how he lived and also the practices that come out of that. And just recently, uh, we were looking at the role of the Holy Spirit. Um, the 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 Christian uh, scripture, or I should say, the the scriptures present God as Father, Son, and Spirit, uh, a triune God, a Trinity, um, which is really mysterious and and dynamic, and, and more than we'll we'll say this morning. But uh, but the Holy Spirit is God's presence, God's personal presence given to us, given to His people, and and, at, and is at work in the world. And so we were looking at some texts about that last week. And as I was uh, preaching and teaching from John uh, uh, chapter 14, um, I was just really struck by the way Jesus talks about fear and also the way he talks about peace. And so I'm going to share this this scripture uh, with you um, and if I can get it on the screen there. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me you would have rejoiced because i am going to the father for the father is greater uh than i and so so the, the disciples are are in this place of of just the unknown the jesus has been teaching them and walking with them for 3 years and he's going to die and he's going to rise from the dead and he keeps telling them this is going to happen um and and he he, he gives them this very jewish uh loaded greeting peace I, I leave with you it's actually very similar to what happens after jesus resurrects from the dead he greets his disciples and says peace uh, I'm with you, and um, and and he says, "This peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you." But there's an interesting phrase that it says that not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And so there's there's some serious fear with his disciples, like our our master, our leader, he's leaving us what are we supposed to do? But he, he says, Hey, I want to give you this, this peace. You don't need to be uh, afraid. My my presence is going to be with you. And actually later in John's gospel, he'll say, it's actually a blessing. It's an advantage that I go away with you so that I can give you my personal presence to be with you, to walk with you in these times of trouble. And and, and you can imagine in a first century context, uh, persecution, famine, struggle, the Christian church was not the center of culture as it not that it ever really has been, but, but, they were not welcome. They were not uh, uh, welcomed to the center of culture. They were not welcome as socially elite. And so their lives were constantly in turmoil. And maybe we can relate to that even today. Uh, that when we we don't know what to do, we don't know where to go. Um, Jesus comes and he says, "This peace I give to you." Now, um, th- this is very interesting because you know the the question becomes, well, what kind of of peace does does Jesus give? Like, w- w- what are we talking about? Is this the you know we'll never have to experience coronavirus? We'll never have to experience war or famine? Um, that that's really not the peace that he's he's talking about because human experience would tell us that's not true <laughs> uh, on many levels, um, and we're walking in that right now. So it's a it's a a different kind of peace, but he says it's it's a peace that the world can't give you. Now, why, why is what's the difference here? Um, well, he says, "My peace I give to you, not as the world gives." Do I give to you? So, so the peace of Jesus is, is really has this idea of. of God's blessing, God's favor, His, His supernatural presence, His reality to come to us, to guard our hearts from fear, from anxiety, from worry. We, we could even, the apostle Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit, the, and one of the, 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 the fruits of the spirit is peace. Now, it's not an absence of fear. It's not, it's not that life is going to go well all the time. It's not just a, a feeling necessarily, but it's actually God in relationship to us, coming to us, giving us peace, guarding, uh, we'll look at a scripture later in like Philippians 4, that like guarding our hearts from anxiety and worry and fear. So as we walk through troubled times and uncertain times, God himself wants to come near us and be with us and give us his peace. Uh, because the, the difference of the, the world's peace is it really can't give us the peace that we need because everything that the world system is about is is tertiary it's it's transitional it's temporary um we, we can't put our hope in governments, we can't put our hope in money, we can't put our hope in even our own health, because we know all those things are going away. And and woven into the world's system is strife and jealousy and selfishness. And so so if we look to something outside of us, we look to to even particular relationships, they're always going to fail us. But Jesus says, I, I come to you and I give you myself. I give you my presence. I give you my peace. That that even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of troubled times, my presence uh, will will be with you. Uh, and that's why he offers a peace that that no one can offer in with integrity. And, and so, this does not mean that that what we're walking in right now is somehow. Um, a good result is going to come out the end. Things could get a lot worse. I can't say that in confidence. But what I can say is that Jesus has come to say, I'm giving you a peace that the world cannot give you. I'm going to give you a, a calm in the midst of the storm. Now, when we talk about fear, as Jesus is talking about this here, they're afraid, they're fearful. Is fear is a normal biological human emotion. It, 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 often alerts us to when things aren't right. Um, you know, there's things that maybe coming around the corner or, 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 you know, in days of old when, when people were running from wild animals. I mean, there's a, there's a sense of fear. Like, I need to change. I need to change course. I need to change direction. And, and that's not a, not a bad thing, uh, at, at all. Um, and, and in the natural sense, that's just God's kind of wired us, um, that way. But w- what's fascinating in the scriptures is that if we go back to the beginning of the Bible, is that Adam and Eve, uh, our first parents, God creates the heavens and the earth and he creates uh, the first humans and, and places them in this garden, this idyllic garden with God and they're in perfect harmony with God, they're in perfect harmony uh, with each other and, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and there is no fear. But what happens is when Adam and Eve sin in the garden, sin sin enters in the world, God says, hey, I just don't want you to eat from this one particular tree. They eat from the tree. They start blaming each other. They get scared. They run off because that's what you do when you sin and you want to hide from God is they run off. And notice what it says there in Genesis 3.10. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So God calls out, even in grace, calls, calls out, Adam and Eve, where are you? I mean, he knows where they are, but he calls out to them and he says, I just, I, I couldn't face you. I, I ran from you. And see, God designed the universe in such a way that fear was not to be our default mode because fear causes us to run away from things. Uh, fear causes us not to run to God, but away from God. Fear causes us not to to ru- t- causes us to run away from pain, not to uh, the pain. And, and, and so, so this isn't the way it was supposed to be. And and God was never meant to be a, a God where we run from Him, but we were to run to Him. But now, because of sin and because of guilt and because of shame, we we run away from God. And, and many of us have grown up in situations where that was the picture of God. God is scary. Uh, he's going to send you to hell. He's going to torture you. He's going to make your life miserable. And so our default mode was to run from God. Now, the the, the difference, um, w- which I think is 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 really uh, helpful. And I'd love to just share this this Nelson Mandela quote because I think it's really helpful when we think about fear is you know can fear be be good is check this this quote i learned that courage was not the absence of fear but the triumph over it the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers that's fear um, so what what Mandela is saying is is that it's not that fear just goes away like like we're always going to have fear in our lives in in good and in ways and, and overwhelming ways and less ways but he's saying it's it's learning to have the courage to to triumph over it like what does it look like to to not live in in fear and that's what um, God is 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 up to um, is that that He is inviting us to come to Him and not be overwhelmed by fear but to have a different kind of fear. That the scriptures talk about just as much. Now, the scriptures thousands of times says, do not fear, do not be afraid. And there's a reason why. Because God was always inviting us to come to Him, to be with Him, to experience His peace. Don't be afraid. Trust me. Humble yourself. And that's what, 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 you know, the antidote of, of fear is about is, is a different kind of fear. It's the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So instead of physical overwhelming fear that I can't function, I can't have the courage, it's now a different humbling, reverent kind of fear is what we need. That's where wisdom begins. Instead of running from God, we run to God. Jesus comes and says, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. You could easily say, Fear me, trust me, humble yourselves before me. I'm a good father who takes care of his children. I'm a good father who's taking care of the world. Even though things look look crazy and out of out of control, trust me. So don't let human physical fear overwhelm you, but look to the one, fear the one, trust the one, revere the one, worship the one where peace can be truly found. Because in us, and in the things we can touch and taste and feel, and, and it, it's it's not a, a enough. It's 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 temporary. It's transient. It's it, it's not going to give us what we we need. So instead of running away like Adam and Eve in the garden and hiding from God, He was inviting them to come and be in His presence and come and and to know Him. And and so so Proverbs one seven great text. Also another great text is one John four eighteen. There is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in in love. So when we talk about the antidote of fear, we talk about the antidote of fear, it's love. The, the, The closer we get to the God who has all love because he is love, First John is a great letter for that. If you want to study that, think on that, reflect on that. The, the God of love, his character, his nature. If we want fear to banish in us is we need to get to the source of ultimate, eternal, foundational, robust love that casts out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment and always worrying that we're not doing enough. We're not measuring enough or we're being cursed or we're being attacked or whatever it is. But, but fear has not been perfected in love. And the closer we get to realize that God is love, that God has loved the world in such a way that he sent his only begotten son to be a sacrifice for it, to die for it, to die for our sins, to redeem it, to restore it, to reconcile it, to heal it, to transform it. When we understand there's a God that's like that, our fears can be lessened. Now, this is a daily up and down reality, isn't it? Um, it's 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 hard, um, and, and and I think the scriptures are very honest. That they, they don't they don't sanitize things. They don't make things easy and happy, clappy, and everything's going to be fine and great. I mean, it's guts and blood and death and suffering and struggle. That that's the the reality of living life under the sun. Um, and, and what we're walking in now, I mean, I, I love what what, sec, what Paul says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Um, he, he knows our tendencies, our natural tendencies, but God gives us a spirit of, to, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control, a, a calming presence in the storm. The scriptures have to say these things because we they know that's the reality of life. They know that's what we walk in constantly. Maybe it's not as always as crazy as, as a coronavirus, but pregnancy, job loss, relational strife, cancer, depression, worry, whatever it is. But God says, peace be with you. I'm giving you my peace, but I'm also giving you not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self control, that even in the storm, I am with you. Even in the storm, as you get close to the God of all love, the God who is love, as you get near him, as you trust him, as you humble and fear and, and, and lay yourself before him, fear will be cast out. So let, let me give you just, just a couple of um, j- just a couple practices, I, th- I think, j- just to make this kind of earthy and on the ground and, and real for us. And this is, again, this is something we can't just go, yeah, I said a prayer and then I'm good. This is going to be a, a constant thing. And, and, and I've been trying to think about all the, the good gifts of, um, of, of the coronavirus because I think it's easy to, to just focus on the, the negative things and, and the things that, that are being taken from us. And yes, there are a lot of things. Um, but but I love what Philippians 4, 4, 4-7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is a text I come back to constantly because I I think it's something that, again, is heightened, especially in times like this. And and what this this suggests, and I think what the the practice uh, suggests is is, is that we need to be, be people that are, um, constantly in prayer, um, and, and, and even meditating on the scriptures that to even get to prayer is we need some foundation in that. And I, I love this, this why I say I come to this text all the time is because it leads me to prayer. It says, hey, you need to pray. Um, you need to lay these fears before God. And the same peace that Jesus talked about in John 14 will come to you, will guard your heart. And, and this word guard is such a beautiful word. Let me just go back to, to Philippians. This, this, this word, uh, guard your heart, it's, it's just this idea of battle. It's like a wall around our hearts, the the inner part of us, the, the part of our emotions and will and desires that, that God actually will come and, and meet us in that. And and, and, and so we can we, we can give these things to God and he will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus and not let us be overwhelmed with fear. So, so meditating on, reflecting on, chewing on the promises of God, this God that we're talking about, the, the, the God of love, the God of mercy, the God of grace is a good practice which should lead us to prayer and just constantly giving prayers to God. When you feel overwhelmed, just here it is, God, I can't, you can't carry it because you're not in control. <laughs> and what actually puts us back in control is giving it to God. I know we're all control freaks, but what a great way to change the narrative of how we do control. Instead of me trying to control it in my energy, my gifts, my money, my talents, all this kind of stuff that we typically do when a crisis comes and we're overwhelmed with fear, I got to do something, I got to you know, you know, help, I got to, what are we supposed to do? It's now I gain control, true control by giving it to God. And now I can go and serve and help. Now I can be a calming presence for my family. And for my church and for my community and for my neighbors. So a practice of, of prayer. Now, woven into that as well is that idea of gratitude with thanksgiving. I mentioned earlier just the gifts of coronavirus. I've been thinking about that a lot. What are the gifts that, that God's giving us through this, this time off? Now, this is not to to minimize the fact that some of us have jobs that we're going to be okay and we'll have a paycheck and we can work from home and and some of us moms can can stay at home and and be with their kids and and some people don't have that luxury so I don't I don't want to I don't want to minimize any of the, the the changes that have happened um, I, I don't want to minimize financial uh, strain and stress but there are good gifts. In this life and good gifts that God gives us and good gifts in God that we need to constantly be mindful of. And so I think finding ways to be thankful and, 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 you know, keeping track of what those things are, even if it's journaling, I know some of us, you know, it doesn't sound like a dude thing, but, but just can I, can I thank God today for the good gifts? Like maybe your wife's sitting right next to you or your kids or, or maybe uh, I was talking to uh, someone in our church. And she's saying, you know, there's there's some good gifts of just, we're in this Lenten season and and literally our cities are getting quiet. We're so addicted to noise and it's so hard to hear God. It's so hard to just be in his presence and be still. And and yet now God is kind of giving us this gift of stillness and quiet. He's given us this this gift of extra time with family and loved ones. Like, Like don't minimize that. Like that's, this isn't normal. Like, I mean, the fact that I know working at home is not easy and and it's chaos if you have small children, but, but to be with our loved ones and and maybe catch up on some things we haven't been able to catch up on, like sleep or exercise or, or paint in that bedroom or books you wanted to read, films you wanted to watch, whatever it is like, like see all the good gifts that God has given us to enjoy in these times. And it would be very easy to be cynical and just complain and say, you know, it's just all bad and it's all dark. But there's so much good that God has has given us to enjoy. And, and, And so many things that we can thank him for. Thank him for his grace and his mercy and his salvation and the fact that he is a God who gives us peace. So what are some ways that you could practically, tangibly, daily be in the scriptures, soaking in the promises of God? Like, I heard someone say recently, a guy named Cal Newport, he just says, be careful with how much news you're digesting and social media. Like maybe keep that to once or twice a day. I know there's, we need information, but, but that stuff just makes you anxious and worried. Uh, so be careful how you do that and, and think through that. How much, you know, stuff you're ingesting, but but are we ingesting the promises of God? Are we ingesting the things of God, the things that will hold us together ultimately, uh, whether things get better or get worse, wherever we are, whatever loss we may experience. So, So a healthy diet of just meditating, reflecting, soaking in the scriptures, prayer, just continually bring those anxieties to God. Do it as a family do it individually. Just got, Hey, when we're feeling overwhelmed. Let's, let's hold it together. Let's just give these to God. Let's just keep giving these over to God. Um, bring those anxieties and fears and worry before God. And then just what are some ways we can, p- can, can be thankful and, and remember the good blessings. Me and my wife have been talking about that a lot. It's like, Hey, things, I mean, it's easy to say that now, but I know things weeks as weeks roll on months, we don't know, uh, in quarantine, whatever. I mean, kids just you know, terrible weather right now in the Midwest, you know, not able to go outside. It it, it can feel overwhelming, just like everyone's going crazy. But just, Lord, how, show us the good gifts. Help us be thankful. Help us be grateful. We're we're here. We're alive. We're, we're still. And, and I'm thankful. I'm just thankful, like, we can do this. Like, we have technology. I, I mean, this could be horrible and it may not even work. I don't even know if you can hear me. I don't know what I'm doing. But the fact that we can still connect and have that interaction, uh, is amazing. Like, let's be grateful for that. We can still connect in some ways, um, and, and so find ways that that you can be be grateful in this. Now, we're going to be doing these these little messages, I should say Bible studies, devotionals during the week, a way to connect. And, and again, we'll make it more interactive uh, in the future uh, just as we're figuring out the technology. It's a little overwhelming in, in some ways because this isn't uh, how we usually do church and study and things, but um, but but this could be a good gift to you and, and to others. Invite other people into this. This isn't just a new city church thing. Um, we'd love to just invite people in to just be encouraged wherever they need to be encouraged and helped wherever they need to be helped. It's also a, a great way to make announcements and updates, things going on in our church and our community, but also um, just hearing stories around the world. We can pray for each other. Um, that's the beauty of technology and Facebook and things. Uh, so we'll have have this on Facebook Live. If you're not a Facebook person, does not matter because uh, this will be recorded and we'll be able to share that on our website and share it around social media and the internet and things. Uh, So you can check this out anytime. Um, We'll try to lock down a a specific time. I think we're going to do Wednesdays at 7. We'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, But but I think hopefully that will be a gift to you and a gift to me to be able to continue to connect together and and stay uh, uh, connected on the coronavirus and what's going on. I just want to encourage you guys. Just be safe. um, Just be smart. Don't be silly and think you need to be out out and about all the time. Um, just stay home as much as you can. If you're feeling sick, you know, make sure you stay away from other people. Just keep cleaning. Hygiene is good. Um, and, and don't go crazy in the, in the grocery stores. I know I sound silly saying this, but like, everyone needs to calm down. We have enough food and supplies. Like, let's just think of our neighbors. Um, and when there's need, please share that with us, with our church. Um, if there's need in, in our community, uh, outside our community that people that need help in some way shape or form we 're still trying to find ways to serve our community, even as we 're kind of in lockdown right now um, we 'll keep you updated on on how how long this will go and when we 'll be able to gather in person again. It could be a while um, but but hey, hopefully this will be a gift to you now lastly, I just want to just share this um, on sunday um, we 're going to have a worship service at ten a m um virtually we'll stream that just to be clear don't show up in person uh we don't want you or your coronavirus um so 10am every sunday we're going to um gather together uh, in a <laughs> me in a camera in and one of our worship guys, and uh, we're going to do some singing. Uh, I'm going to have a message from Matthew 25 about what the compassionate life looks like. And even what a, what a timely text for us as a church and, and, and in our world right now. Uh, just what does it look like to, to love the least of these in times of suffering and trial? And I, did, I, I picked this months and months ago and had no idea we'd be dealing with this, but what a beautiful text to, to kind of think on for a few minutes together. So, so come and join us. We'll do it live at 10 a.m., just like normal services at New City church. Um, Again, if you're not a Facebook person or can't get to it, it'll be recorded and you can pick that up later at your own uh, leisure um, or leisure, depending on what part of the country you're from. Uh, But I look forward to having you uh, there uh, with us. And and I just want to close our time in prayer. And, uh, and, and I just pray you'd be blessed and, and encouraged, uh, from God's word and, and just knowing we're in this together. We're not alone. Even if we have to meet on a, on a, on a computer screen, uh, we're, we're here for you and with you. Um, and, and, and I'm so encouraged by our church family and just the way they've responded. And, and I know many other communities and, and churches and, and neighbors, just the way they've been taking this seriously and trying to help each other and encourage each other. So, so let us, let us pray together. Father, we thank you for Jesus, who gives us the promise of a peace that's like nothing that we could come up with ourselves. A, a peace that comes to us, a peace that is with us, a peace that guards us from fear. And so, God, I, I know in these moments we are, are are all over the map emotionally and physically and spiritually, and and just feeling anxiety and 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 worry, and and just just don't know what to do, God. So we just ask that your peace would wash over us. We ask that we wouldn't run from you, but we'd run to you to experience your love in new and fresh ways to know that you're a good father who cares for his children. That's that, that promises to never leave us or forsake us. And so give us wisdom in this time of uncertainty as we're, we're kind of locked down together, but, but also help us see the good gifts around us. Help us marvel at, at who you are. Help us marvel at the fact that we're alive and we're here and, 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 and you know, we're with our families and, 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 and it's uncertain, but we know you're good. And, you know, we know you'll see us through in some way, shape uh, or form. And so give us hope, give us faith, give us grace, give us patience with one another. That, that For those that, that may be just overwhelmed and maybe lashing out and, and just whatever it may be, just give us patience with each other because we're all in different places. And we pray all this in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen.